Hello. Hello. Welcome back to Diva Dive. I know. Um, so, last episode. <laughs> <laughs> last episode. Um, okay, I mean, the last episode that we recorded was Ariana. Yeah. My fave, my the love of my life, and yes. light of my heart. Today, though. Today. Right now, <laughs> we're doing... What, do you want to announce her? <clears throat> Miss Mariah Carey, the one and only. <laughs> wow. Um, I guess this one's been a long time coming. <laughs> I have written the run sheet. Um, I'm ready to say what I have to say. Yes. <clears throat> um, and yeah, look, it's a pretty interesting... She's had an interesting career. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I mean, we'll get into it more, but like... Um, yeah. Yeah. Are those the extent of your initial thoughts? Um, She's had I mean, an interesting well, career. I was going to do the intro first oh. before going into that, okay. like a professional. Okay. Um, okay. So, Diva Dive answers the age old question of what makes a diva standable by diving into the most comprehensive portrayal of their lives and careers there exists, their Wikipedia pages. Join us each week as we delve into our chosen diva's Wikipedia page, section by section, before we ask ourselves the burning question Do, do we, we stand? stand? Okay, Mariah. <laughs> uh,. I haven't come into this expecting to stand her. Uh, well, that's fine. Um, <laughs> I mean, the last episode for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so I guess I should preface by saying I don't actually hate Mariah that much. <laughs> um, I actually there there have been points in her career where I kind of like that there have been songs mm-hmm. that I'm just like okay yeah I can get behind this. Um, but I guess when you have like a fervent recent Mariah fan coming into your life oh. and kind of shoving Mariah down your throat, <laughs> then things become a little bit different and you come to, I guess, lose a little of the shine that Mariah once held for you. Literally, who are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> it's funny that like my, appre- like the end of my appreciation with Mariah and my start of the friendship with you kind of coincide. Um. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah are those all of your initial thoughts then? um yeah i feel like i should just start off with a disclaimer because i don't want people to like <laughs> i don't want any hardcore i know what lambs are like now so <laughs> i know that you're like all insane so i, I don't want them to like kind of come after me <laughs> oh my god yeah. yeah but no tell us about your very recent um fascination <laughs> with raya okay so here's the story um, in 2017, <laughs> in 2017, I was a Celine girl. Okay. Um, I was very like, Celine Dion is my life. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it was sort of towards the end of that year when it was like building momentum to Christmas and Mariah was again <laughs> coming back to relevance. And, um, I sort of like, was like, oh, okay. Cause I, at that point that was fresh off the back of a 2016 performance from New right. Year's Eve. Um, yeah. that was the, um, the one with the malfunction <laughs> and she did that really iconic thing where she was like, y'all made this song number one. Now you sing it. And just <laughs> held the microphone that at people. such a diva moment. Oh Literally my God. iconic. And I was like, oh lol. But then I got into her music and I was like, this is actually good. And by mm-hmm. the time the next New Year's Eve came around, mm-hmm. I was like a hardcore stan. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Okay. That's my story of infatuation with right. this goddess. Okay, yeah. So like short and sweet. And like <laughs> it's it's like quality over quantity of years, I guess. Yeah. Cuz it's not even been a year. Like no, it's been, it's been a, a, a year. A year. Okay. A year and a half. Okay. 
I mean, I can't really talk because I like I've like, been standing Ariana since like what this time last year. Um, <laughs> <laughs> maybe both of before, us is like we maybe. fell into the rabbit hole, but we just we both fell really hard. Yeah, yeah. In like a really short span of time. I know. Oh, okay, because like I, I kind of get where you're coming from. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Anyway, so Mariah has another fan wiki. Um, note my antivirus said that this site has a bad reputation when I first googled it. <laughs> <laughs> and um but i clicked it anyway so if mariah gives me like my computer like a computer std like well she did that um okay. <laughs> so it's kind of at a pitiful 148 pages somebody needs to <laughs> you need to like get your people together and, yeah like, lamb community the what are you doing um but there have been some We're all streaming caution yeah <laughs> still <laughs> still <laughs> it's like, we'll get there one day <laughs> <laughs> But um, no, there has been some recent wiki activities like 13 hours ago. All these pages okay. were edited. So I guess someone's doing something. <laughs> um, yeah, there's some popular pages. There's like this really big picture of her that you have to kind of scroll through. And it's not well designed, this page. Um, it's like the first page is basically like, I'm guessing um, the actual Wikipedia article. Like we could have done the whole show from this because uh, yeah. it's just the Wikipedia page, like copy pasted into the fan wiki. The only thing of note is like there are her engagements, her weddings, and like the entire trivia section is just what age she was when she like got together and like got divorced from the, these various men. That's literally like actually sexist i can't like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like it's literally mariah was 46 when she was she and james split and when she and nick got divorced like i can't with this um and there's some comments oh okay uh yeah like someone saying happy birthday it's just people saying happy birthday and like people mentioning luke perry who why died. Am, okay, okay wait hold on the fact that people are out here typing happy birthday and not happy anniversary What's the anniversary? She celebrates anniversaries and not birthdays. Oh, because she's scared of getting old or something. <laughs> like, because she's 18. Because she's, oh wow. Because she's like one of those, she's got like a massive insecurity around age, which is why we don't know her birth year. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'll get to that later. But... Unbelievable. <clears throat> anyway. And, um, oh, what's Mariah's ethnicity and race is also like, a, yeah. I mean, if you're on the fan wiki and you don't know. Um, it's yeah. literally like it's like the second line of the yeah. fan wiki. Literally read. <laughs> wow, like, this the is people in this fan wiki. This fan wiki completely just bothers me. I <laughs> not these, doing... these are lambs that they're like at their best, right? Oh, <laughs> not anyway, doing the in, queen justice. Yeah, in terms of like actual content, there's like it's mostly just based in like uh, her discography, um, so songs, collaborations, albums, and her filmography. Um, it's really interesting to me that they had that as like a major thing because Mariah's filmography is it leaves a lot to be desired. Mm. I think personally, like I, I I believe so. Okay. Um, but anyway, that was that was all of that. That that's pretty much all there is to talk about. Yep. Let's just move the yeah. fuck on. So now to the actual wiki. So yeah, Mariah was born in either 1969 or 1970 in New York. How iconic is that? It's she's 50 years old this year. I'm guessing. <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, definitely not. Yeah, we, we don't really know. We don't actually know. We don't know. Her mom was a an opera singer and a vocal coach. Um, she actually had quite a bit of a rocky childhood. So her mom was disowned by her parents, um, her family for marrying a black man. And her parents eventually divorced and grew apart. She grew apart from her father and instead lived with her mother. She started singing at age four. Pretty impressive. By sneaking a radio under the covers and just singing to find peace within the music. Mm. 
Um, she started writing songs in high school. Um, she worked with Gavin Christopher and Ben Margulies um, pretty early on. Ben would later have like some influence on her professional yeah, career. They worked together on the yeah. first album. Um, she also waitressed at various restaurants but would get fired after two weeks. <laughs> so I guess the beginnings of her like... <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, like, she's always been a diva. Yeah, even when it's what people like. Yeah, forget. She's always been that person. She's always like, been that person. Dare I say insufferable? But no, <laughs> like you know, someone who is so clearly born for stardom because they cannot handle the real world. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. If, like, oh wow, I feel like really bitchy this episode. I like, I don't mean to be this way, but like, but also Mariah doesn't deserve the real world. Mariah is too good is she for now? this world. Uh, lawsuits make to differ, but like anyway, moving on. Um, she tried to pass her four-song demo tape onto music labels, but would fail. Um, she didn't really get picked up until like she met Tommy Matola, um, who signed her to Columbia Records, which of which she was the head. And um, yeah, she met him at a party that a, a singer friend of hers kind of took her to. Mm. So yeah, they spent like um, Columbia spent like one million promoting her debut album Mariah Carey which had notable chart success and several ga- Grammys and pretty good sales this is like literally anything positive you've written like in dot points notable chart success and several Grammys not even like full sentences good sales period <laughs> like, and then like long... for the next album that was actually like less critically well received you can like copy and paste it <laughs> oh my god okay. paragraph. no 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 I, I feel really like... cannot <laughs> this isn't petty this is just like and we're like completely skipping over how good this debut album was well, like, are you not going to pitch in and, like... Oh, so you were relying on me to, like, save of, this episode. <laughs> like, I don't know, defend your queen, like... Literally, okay, so... You you didn't even talk about the fact that this album had, like, four number one singles. Like, like, in a row. Oh, okay, yeah, no, I... And uh, how, like... Notable chart success. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you so much right now. <laughs> I literally cannot with this. Okay, so I'm just going to fill this in. Okay, go ahead. So, um, the album debuted with Vision of Love as the lead single. Um, and basically this song, you, like, ignore the fact that it was literally dubbed, like, the magnum, like, Magna Carta of Melisma. It, like, spawned Christina Aguilera and Beyonce, most notably, as far as I'm concerned. They would not be singing the way they are today if it were not for, like, this individual song. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> And then, like, the other three number ones, I Don't Want to Cry, Love Takes Time, Someday, All Iconic. Um, these songs are, like, a really, like, they're, they're a mix of genres in there as well. Um, it was, like, you didn't even talk about, like, <laughs> I, I the fact that I went and wrote, like, so much about each Ariana album, and this is the level of detail you give to this <laughs> iconic like, debut. Okay, no, there, this Wikipedia page goes on forever. Okay, Mariah's 50 years old. She's been around for. <laughs> ages right and she like released so much music i had to put like i had to stuff so like multiple albums per section because that's how the wikipedia is literally written because every everything is like oh it's like two or three albums per section because she's been around forever (laughs) longevity um (laughs) this album came out what when she was like 20 yeah which means that like through her adolescence through her teenager she had written four hot 100 number one hits already Okay, that is pretty impressive. She wrote, like, all of these songs. And, like, when I talk about the mix of genres, there was, like, a rock song. There was, like, she had, like, a rap verse on track, like, (laughs) nine with Prisoner, I think. Um, Like, this album was everything. Mm. It, like, invented music. (laughs) Okay, now I'm happy to move on. (laughs) Let's talk about emotions. Um, Wow, okay, so moving on from that, like, it's a hard peak to re-reach, I guess, which um, is shown by the fact that uh, emotions, which was an homage to Motown soul music, 
Um, it was released later in 1991 and was uh, accepted by critics as a more mature album than its predecessor, but um, although it was praised for, you know, the improved songwriting and production and new sound, um, it was criticized for its material, which um, many thought that was weaker than that of her debut. Mm. So um, it managed sales of around um, over 8 million copies globally, but failed to reach the commercial and critical heights of its predecessor, quoting from the Wikipedia. So um, she also had like a falling out with Ben at this time, the friend who she... Yeah, started making music with. Um, yeah, this was about like payment and royalties, though. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, Mariah was getting what she deserved, and Ben was not happy with it. So <laughs> she's like ben. constantly cheating people out of their well-spent <laughs> money. She Is wrote that? all of those songs. Um, okay. Yeah. yeah. Do I have any thoughts on emotions? Like emotions, the lead single. Yeah. An absolute bop. Okay. And then like the rest of the album is actually like not good. <laughs> weaker than Mariah Carey right. the album. Yeah, so um, uh, I guess as a result um, of emotions, like, not doing as well, um, both Mariah and Columbia Records chose to make her next album, Music Box, a more pop-influenced work. Mm-hmm. Um, so it ended up debuting at number one and on the Billboard 200, but um, it received mixed reviews from critics as well. And she did her first tour around this time, I think, um, Music Box, yep. the Music Box tour. Wait, wait, wait you, compl- you completely what? skipped over the MTV Unplugged from 1992. <laughs> I- like it's it, w- there was a number one from that year. Okay. okay we like if we're talking about nineties Mariah, we can't like gloss over the fact that she had a number one hit for every single year of the nineties. Okay, that's pretty impressive. And in nineteen ninety two it was um the Jackson Five cover. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um because like also uh oh what I found really interesting was she did the music box tour, but apparently she was initially very hesitant to go on tour because like she was like nervous, which I totally did not expect. Like she was nervous. Yeah, she's a studio singer. Yeah, and people were like, mm, maybe she can't actually sing those like songs out live, but uh, she showed yeah. them wrong, I people, guess. People doubted her from the beginning. Yeah. Um, but, like, just her touring from, like, 1993 <laughs> to 1997, yeah. she would, like, get on stage and she would, like, sing the songs. Like, she would go in harder than, like, the original studio versions. Oh, my God. And, like, her concert tours from this period were, like, iconic to watch, like, vocally speaking. Okay. Um, we're also going to gloss over the fact that, like... <laughs> Um, this is me, like, picking is, apart like, your run sheet. We're already, we're gonna like, take running over time. Up. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> it was at least this, this bad during the episode. episode. <laughs> I'll, I'll quieten down in the 2000 when okay. her career also quietened down, <laughs> let's be oh honest. God. But, like, um, mu- and, like, Without You from Music Box mm-hmm. took her, like, international. Like, by that, like, up until that point, she'd been, like, a mostly American artist. Mm-hmm. But, like, this album took her worldwide. And, like, I can see why her and her record company wanted to go more pop influence with this album. But, like, this is probably the <coughs> least genuine of her albums. Okay. Like, this was produced like a Celine Dion album yeah. made to make her go big. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. Wow. Um, <laughs> okay. After this, um, Merry Christmas released afterwards hey. with All I Want for Christmas is You um, becoming a holiday standard. Um, so, the album itself became one of the best-selling Christmas albums of all time. Um yeah, it's... You have nothing to add. This is a fantastic is, holiday album. It's, like, I only know all I want for Christmas is you. Like, this is the point in the run sheet where we've gotten to a song that I actually know. <laughs> <laughs> and an album that I actually have some familiarity with. Oh um, so, yeah, it started, I guess, Mariah's regenerative purpose, like, around December, <laughs> where she, like, slowly, creepingly comes back and becomes the bane of every retail worker <laughs> with her songs playing. Um, yeah. I don't know what else to say on All I Want for Christmas is You, except it's... It's yeah. iconic. Yeah. It currently holds, like, the... Oh, still? No, I think no. Me must have surpassed it, but it, it did hold 
the Some record. Yeah, Spotify day streaming mm. record. Um, yeah, okay, Daydream came afterwards. Oh, quote, Daydream combined, okay, Daydream is an album. Daydream combined the pop sensibilities of Music Box with downbeat R&B and hip-hop influences. So, yeah, pop sensibility. Why are you looking at me like that? Because it's your word, pop oh, sensibility. Yeah, after, like, it was used to describe Nicki Minaj, pop yeah. sensibilities, now my <laughs> word. Um, yeah, Daydream, like... Daydream, I, I, like, I still, at this point, she was, like, very much under Columbia's management. But, like, I think Daydream is, like, the perfect sort of blend of the pop music direction that the record company stopped yeah. looking at, like, passive-aggressively at the time. <laughs> uh, We're running over time. It was literally, it was a blend of, like, the pop direction the record company wanted to take her into and also, like, the R&B and the hip-hop that, like, influenced her growing up. To me, like, Daydream is an album full of hits. Okay. Um, There was, like, not a single bad song on that album. What is the most famous song from Daydream? The most famous song? Yeah. Probably One Sweet Day. Okay, I don't know. It was the record setting on the Billboard Hot 100. Okay. Like, record setting for the most weeks at number one. Oh. I just, 16 weeks. I don't think I know it. Okay. Um, But Always Be My Baby uh, is I from that album. That, yeah. Fantasies from that album. Mm. Um, Underneath the Stars is a fan favorite, also from that album. Um, We're just moving through the track list at this point. Um, I don't know Open Arms. <laughs> like, oh, my God. <laughs> Forever, which is another fan favorite. Okay. Um, Melt Away, which is my personal favorite track. Okay. Um, and the fantasy remix. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, you mentioned One Sweet Day, which was a collab with Boys to Men. Yeah, I was. Um, I was pointing at that. Oh, part. okay, yeah. So it became yeah the longest running running number one song in Billboard 100. The album was nominated for six Grammys but didn't win any. Yeah. Um, she said about that incident. <laughs> yeah. After that night, she will never be disappointed by anything again. Yeah. <laughs> which I think is fair because that album was truly, truly, truly like snubbed. Okay. Anyway. Yeah. So, yeah, she went on another world tour with Daydream and sold a record number of tickets in Japan. She's big in Japan. Yes. Um, okay. So, I chose Hero as the song because it was a song that I knew from this era. Okay. So, I chose it and I, I actually really like this song. So, okay. Yeah. I'm fine with this. Okay. Good. <laughs> Thanks for your approval. I'm speechless. Yeah. <laughs> the fact that during that entire song break, we were doing karaoke to that song. I know. We were both singing it. And it was... Okay, I, I really love that song. Okay, this is Hero from... Music Box. Music Box. And, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, she always talks about this song even now. Mm-hmm. Um, as in, like, still at this point in her career, she was very, like... Wasn't fully independent. Yes. As an artist yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but she talks about this song um, in that she's really happy about the impact that it's had on people hmm. um it's like a really empowering song yeah it's a really lovely song it's also really good for karaoke like yes we both sang it together in the studio during the song break yeah and it was really nice i yeah i listen to this song sometimes and i get chills oh and my like, god it's it's a really nice song yeah um it's not like too hard to sing which is why she still does it 100 percent live <laughs> <laughs> you don't find that hard to sing like there's like it goes up and down and like it's like, but range-wise, it's, like, pretty oh, narrow okay. compared to, like, yeah. some of her other work. Right. Um, mm. So, yes. Uh, okay. So, next in her career, she started to have more control in her music and worked with new producers at the time. Um, she also separated from her husband, Tony. Oh, I totally forgot to mention it, but, like, Tony Matola, like, she married him eventually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so we don't the, talk about Tommy Mottola. <laughs> like, we don't? No. Oh, oh is this Tommy, not Tony? Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's, it's just, he's cancelled. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, he he was like the head executive of Columbia. And um, yeah, she separated from him and began recording Butterfly. This new singing style had breathy vocals and was met with a mixed reception. Mm-hmm. Because some critics felt that this was a sign of maturity. Um, 
and that she did not need to always show off her upper range, while others felt that it was a sign of her weakening and waning voice. This is taken Wait. from the Wikipedia. Yeah, yeah, I know. Like, I feel like at this point, we haven't mentioned her vocal nodules, which are probably worth a mention now. Oh, it wasn't in... I don't think they mentioned... What? Oh, I don't think they... She's, like, had this condition on her, like, vocal cords oh. her entire life. Okay, um, yes, no. It, oh, okay, yeah, it's in a different section. Okay. So she, the singer claims that she has nodules in her vocal <laughs> They use the word claims. They use claim in the oh Wikipedia. My God. The singer claims that she has nodules in her vocal cords since childhood, which due to which she can sing in a higher register than others. However, tiredness yeah. and sleep deprivation can affect her vocals due to the nodules. Yeah, as yeah. in like her whistle, like she in interviews, she's talked about how like in conversation with her mother as a child, like as yeah. a baby, she would just randomly talk in whistle register <laughs> because of her vocal nodules. Oh um, but like it just means that her voice is more like volatile. Okay. And like, especially around this time, it was starting to show mm. that like she needed to get like a good day of rest and preparation in yeah. for like a really good mm. performance. Oh. Um, I use the word really good, meaning like consistent in terms of like hitting high notes well. Right. Like... Because even when her voice was tired, it was like there was a more granular tone to it. Mm. And like even then there was something special about that. Okay. Um but we'll talk about that more with like Rainbow. I think with uh, Butterfly. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, the fact that you wrote this run sheet, but I'm still just, yeah, here, just like, like you're like taking over this like entire episode that I like wrote. Okay, okay. <laughs> anyway. Um, I'll go I just I had to come in here and like yeah. be a little bit defensive <laughs> about like you copying and pasting all of the negative quotes. Um, okay. But, but yes. I will say that uh, okay, so this album um was apparently more sensual and overtly sexual like mm-hmm. image or, or like her image at the time became more overtly sexual. Um with this album and it was attributed to her split from Matola, so um, the album itself, which album is this? What are we talking butterfly. about? Butterfly. You're talking about Butterfly. Oh <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So the album ultimately received positive reviews um, and was a commercial success, but not on the scale of her other four. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, she did like several other projects at this time. The VH1 Divas Benefit concert. She wrote songs for Men in Black, um, The Grinch, and a duet with Whitney for The Prince of Egypt. Um, there Will Be Miracles. Mir- what's that song called? When you believe. When you believe. Yeah, there will be miracles <laughs> when you believe. When you believe. Is, Literally? Oh, my God. Oh um, my God. And also I'm Glitter dying. fell into development hell at this yeah, time. Yeah, okay. So we, w- we won't talk about Glitter yet. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> um, but yeah. Butterfly is like, this is the lab's favorite album. Oh. Um, it's the first album where she was like yeah. very, very truly herself. Mm. Um, like this was on Twitter recently. Mm. It was like a picture of her at like her first awards show mm. from like this era. Yeah. And it was just like a sort of black tube top and like a black maxi dress um yeah. maxi skirt um but like yeah it was like a really iconic look yeah. and um she she like replied to this tweet with like just got out, like it was something like just got out of sing sing and i wanted to show my look and then people looked up what sing sing was and it was actually like a prison or something <laughs> <laughs> like, she talks about her entire marriage to Tommy Mottola oh. as if it were, like, a prison. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, working in hell with Satan, in prison <laughs> with, like, my ex-husband. Like, she's, yeah, imagery. No, as it, no, <laughs> he had, like, a lot of control over yeah. her image. And, like, mm. she always had to, like, dress in a certain way. Mm. And, like, this album was her breaking free of that. Um, yeah, she was, like, very young when she got married to him. He must have been, like, yeah. quite a bit older. Yeah. She was, like, 20. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so the next album that came along was her final album in her contract with Sony, it was Rainbow. Gay rights. Um, <laughs> she completed the album in three months due to the pressure of the awkward relationship she had with Sony. Um, okay, okay, wait. 
I didn't actually know that. <laughs> yeah. But for a three-month work, Rainbow is an incredible album. People okay. always talk shit about Rainbow. Okay. And I'm like, this is actually one of my favorite albums of hers. Oh, okay. You own this album. I remember seeing it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the release is good. It had the highest first week sales of her career at the time and debuted at number two on the Billboard 200. Um, but, you know, she had like a very rocky relationship with Columbia and they felt that Rainbow did not have any strong single to be released, whereas Carrie wanted to release a ballad. Okay, so the thing... Okay. <laughs> every like every sentence, yeah. I'm like, I have a comment. <laughs> um, so the lead single was Heartbreaker and it was like her 10th or something Billboard <laughs> Hot 100 number one debut. And then... Wait, wait, wait. Number no, one th- song, not, not debut. She's only had three. That's true. Number <laughs> one song. Um, no, no. I'm about to talk about this next bit in the run okay. sheet, so you may uh, as well just read okay. it. Okay. So this led to a very public feud, um, and Mariah began posting messages on her website telling her fans inside information on the dispute and instructing them to request Can't Take That Away, um, brackets Mariah's theme on radio stations. And the song was only given, ultimately, a very limited release and uh, a very limited low promotion release. So... Um, Although Rainbow was a commercial success, it became uh, Mariah's lowest-selling album at that point in her career. Yeah, so she was kind of snubbed. Um, yeah. But, like, I maintain that there are, like, several good songs on this album. Yeah. Um, it's very, like... It's almost very, like, Destiny's Child energy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Like, if you listen to Ex-Girlfriend... The first time I heard Ex-Girlfriend, I thought it was a Destiny's Child song. Oh. Um, like... There was so much potential with this album, and I feel like Columbia really, like, robbed her. Um, and for three months to produce an album like this, it sort of peters off towards the second half, not going to lie. But, like, the first half of this album, between, like, Heartbreaker and the Heartbreaker remix, the first seven tracks are, like, fire. Okay. Just literal straight fire. Right. Um, and Can't Take That Away, Mariah's theme is iconic. Well, I chose Honey for the next song break. Yeah. Um, I Okay, this run sheet was hard because I exhausted, like, the three songs. The three <laughs> entire songs that I've known of the Mariahs. Actually, no, I didn't, even, I didn't even get to, like, exhaust my fourth song that I knew. But um, Honey apparently is a good song and well-received. And I assume num- it would have been yeah, number yeah, one. Yeah. On oh, normal. yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, we're going to play it. I'm going to listen to it and see if it's all it's cracked up to be. And I'm going to, like, twerk to it. Oh, don't. <laughs> okay, Please see don't. you on the other side. Well. Wow. <laughs> Honey by Mariah Carey. What an iconic song. Um, Like, her voice is nice in it. <laughs> what do you mean? No, it's just, you know how some songs you listen to, like, Julian, I was just like, oh, yeah, okay, I'm going to listen to this again. Yeah. Um, This one, I think this might be the last time I ever listened to this song. <laughs> 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 no, no, I just, like, it reminded me, like, it's very... Early 2000s, late 90s, it had that vibe. Yeah. So I'm just like, okay, yeah. Like, I can imagine kind of getting back into this back in the day, but, like, right now I'm just like, no, it, mm-hmm. yeah, it was a song of that time. Yeah. Okay. And but, um, yeah. I'm now mentally prepared to go into the next few yeah. years. Yeah. So the next few years, this was the start of a bad time in Mariah's life slash career. Um, she received the Billboard Artist of the Decade Award and signed to a new contract that was reported to be worth $100 million. So starting off good, she was given like full control over this new project as well. Um, but in July 2001, it was widely reported that Mariah had suffered a physical, emotional breakdown, a physical and emotional breakdown. Um, she was overworked. She broke up with her boyfriend, Louis Miguel. And that was a French accent for what reason? I do I not do, know. No, I, I imagine he's you like, went Hispanic. like Louis Miguel. <laughs> no, like Louis Miguel. I was Louis, like with our Australian accents. I'm not going to do it like that. <laughs> yeah, Louis Miguel. Mm-hmm. Um, she, and she would post disturbing messages to her official website. Um, yeah, 
Mm-hmm. So I don't know if you've read any of these disturbing messages. I have not. But um, we don't talk about that. Oh, we don't. Because <laughs> she was eventually hospitalized. And um, mm. yeah, her breakdown was very highly publicized at this time. Um, glitter also happened at this point. I don't know if we should save it for later, though. Like, um, I mean, we can yeah. talk about it a little. Yeah. Um, I mean, what, what later would we save it for? Controversy. Oh, no, no, no. It's not even controversy. But um, yeah, no, we can just go over it now. It came out on 9-11. Um, and it was the worst self- selling album of her career at the time. Okay, and arguably because it came out on 9-11. Yeah, yeah. Um, the tie- yeah, the tie-in album was, like, not well-received. Um, I think also, like, the film itself yeah, yeah, is it reportedly not good. I- Have you watched Glitter? Not yet. I'm saving I- it. We will watch it together. <laughs> We're watching it together. Because I'm like, are you going to come in prepared for this like episode <laughs> by, like, watching Glitter? Okay. Well, I've seen Glitter. I watched it when I was young. And I... I don't know. I just like it was a, it was a movie. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I didn't hate it, but like I also didn't love it. That's fair. Um, also, Mariah won a Razzie for worst actress for this <laughs> film. Um, she was going up against Jennifer Lopez as well, and I think yeah. <laughs> 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 we will get into that later, though. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, so in the end, her one hundred million dollar five album deal with Virgin Records was brought was bought out for fifty million dollars. Yeah. I still have some thoughts on glitter. Yeah, I maintain that like Lover Boy, the lead single, mm. was like a hot boo boo mess. Okay, but like there are ballads on that album that are actually really good. Okay, um, lead the way and never too far. Yeah, because like recently it became like a number one album. Oh yeah, yeah, that yeah, whole yeah, thing. yeah. Um, hashtag justice for glitter. Yeah, <laughs> and it happened. like hit number one in the US iTunes. Mm. Um. And now on her tour, she's performing a medley of songs from Glitter. Oh, my God. Um, Who asked? Well, the Labs did, I guess. Yeah, the Labs yeah. did, and she delivered. <laughs> but um, Didn't Me To Turn You On is another really good song. It's fun. Yeah. I remember you buying the album, like, specifically for oh, Justice yeah. for Glitter. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Like, I streamed, you bought albums. <laughs> like, okay, we're both, like, yeah. Um, but, yeah, later that year, she signed a contract with Island Records valued at more than $24 million. Um, and it la- and launched the record label Monarch. I thought it was Monarchy. It spelt like Monarch and then capital C, but it's Monarch, mm. like, given her fascination with butterflies, apparently. Um, and, but, yeah, <laughs> the record label was shut down two years later. So yeah, We don't talk yeah. about anything from, like, the year 2001, <laughs> except for her vocals. Her vocals were still somehow on point. Okay. Like, yeah. Mm. Her other projects at this time included Wise Girls. Um, so the film flopped, but apparently she performed decently. And she also performed at the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. But um, I guess she turned things... Oh, not around. But Charm <laughs> Bracelet... Okay, not yet. Not yet. But, like, Charm Bracelet came out in 2002. <laughs> and the sales were moderate and the quality of her vocals were came under criticism. Um, so the album was called The Worst of Her Career, which, you know, after Glitter, <laughs> that's that's a lot. <laughs> um, and the oh, All Music editor, one of All Music's editors was particularly brutal with his comments. Um, he said, what is a great problem is that Mariah's vocals, voice is shot, sounding in tatters throughout the record. She can no longer coo or softly croon, nor can she perform her trademark gravity-defying vocal runs. So that's what <laughs> that's what was said about Charm. I've never seen you look more excited. I hate you right now. <laughs> I'm no, I'm, obviously I'm sad for Mariah, Mariah, but we don't we don't often get like critics like dragging the artist in Wikipedia pages. So I had to like include it. Oh my god! Because we, we don't really have like scathing reviews like this one. Yeah. Um. But yeah, she was able to turn this around with the Emancipation of Mimi. Wait, no, I'm oh, also Charm Bracelet. Oh, okay. <laughs> you want to you want to live through this like. Terrible. I actually have, Okay, I've been meaning to revisit Charm Bracelet, okay. and every time I do, I actually abort halfway through. Um, 
I mean, Through the Rain is a great song. Okay. I think. Um, and, like, the lambs are obsessed with Subtle Invitation. Okay. Um, but, like, actually, otherwise, this song is very, like, she's just whispering throughout the whole album, mm. um, which is very much what Ariana is doing now. But anyway. I mean, can you really <laughs> say that after, like, the track after track that she brought? But anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was whispering, but, like, good whispering. This was just, like, yeah. whisper whispering. <laughs> Um. Yeah. I'm. I'm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Moving I think we're done with that. Um. <laughs> but she did manage to turn things around with the Emancipation of Mimi, and yes. especially the song "We Belong Together," which broke several records. Um. Yeah. So the Guardians, Carol and Sar- Sullivan, had this to say about the album, though. Um. Some of the first Mariah Carey tunes in years, which I wouldn't have to be paid to listen to again. That's pretty positive. <laughs> <laughs> you shady bitch. <laughs> I had to put this in it, like just this this quote was like very. This stood out to me. Like we don't get this normally in other Wikipedia pages, I think. So whatever. I look. That's a positive. Yeah, it's a positive. (laughs) I had to balance out that scathing review with something (laughs) less. But anyway, um, but yeah, this was a refreshing comeback from Mimi with several Grammy wins as well. Um, yeah, that year. And We Belong Together performing really, really well. So that's yeah. why we're going to play We Belong Together. Yeah. Just also at this time, she performed at the BET Awards. Um, oh, yeah. And, like, it was a really, really iconic performance. And she just, like, she completely shat on that review, which said her voice was done. <laughs> um, just, you know, putting that out there. Okay. She still did that. Cool. This is We Belong Together. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so fun fact about that song that I just remembered <laughs> upon listening to it. Um, basically, they hadn't written an outro when they recorded it. And so, like, she basically just improvised and did that entire ending in one take and just held the note on forever. And it was iconic and it made the final cut. Wow. Anyway. That was We Belong Together by Mariah Carey, by the way. An iconic song. <laughs> yeah. Her, like, um, 16th number one or something. Amazing. <laughs> I'm actually excited for this part of the run sheet because um, we're entering into an area of mariah's career where i kind of like actually know what i'm talking about but before (laughs) we do that yeah before we do that we are bringing on our producer agatha to talk about some struggles of her childhood (laughs) relating to mariah so (laughs) hello agatha um hi um it's me again i'm a survivor oh my god (laughs) be brave agatha Uh, yeah um it was a very harrowing (laughs) afternoon um, I remember I was stuck in a four-hour car ride with only the um, greatest hits of Mariah Carey album. Yeah, four hours of amazing hits. <laughs> I don't see the problem um, here. <laughs> so what we have here is a case of child abuse. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, no, like, yeah, my dad has moments where he was like, he's all like, like, oh, I want to be cultured. Uh, so he does things like this sometimes. <laughs> yeah. So I guess it was it was Mariah's turn. This is valid. Yeah, sure. Cultured. But I was like, I, I was like twelve. I just wanted to listen to My World by Justin Bieber. Oh. And I mean, Mariah Carey, Justin Bieber have collaborated. Oh my god! Yeah, oh. they did. Um, all I want for Christmas is yeah. you. An iconic duo, if ever <laughs> I've seen one. <laughs> that wasn't even like Justin's good years. Those are like, oh no, he's a, okay, it. It was yeah. kind of, yeah. Yeah, like, arguably those are his good years. Oh, yeah, those, I thought, those were. <laughs> really? Oh, I thought people thought his new stuff was better. No. Mm, I have thoughts. 
Okay. Mariah Carey single-handedly saved Justin Bieber's career. <laughs> oh my god. Excuse you. I think it was the other way around at the time. <laughs> <laughs> I think you might be right. <laughs> oh my god. Speaking of which. Speaking of which. Back to the actual <laughs> Wikipedia. Um, yeah. So now we're moving into E equals MC squared. Which was well-received by most critics, but some criticised it for being very similar to The Emancipation of Mimi. Yeah, I remember it being less critically well-received. Yeah. Okay. And, like, lambs hate it, but I love it. I, look, I, I know it, so mm. that's that's something for me. Yeah. Um. So, okay. Two weeks before the album's release, Touch My Body went to number one on the Billboard Hot 100. And honestly, well-deserved. Well <laughs> um, the album itself debuted at number one on the Billboard 200, and it had the biggest opening week of her career. Mm. I... Okay, I have thoughts about Touch My Body. Yep. It's, I stand. I yeah. stand Touch My Body. Like, it's a good song. It's, um, I was listening to it. You know how you said that you have music that you listen to before bed? Yeah. I was listening to uh, Touch My Body last night. That's such night. a weird choice to listen to before bed. <laughs> I listen to like, yeah, sometimes, okay, maybe that's why I couldn't sleep. But, um, oh. yeah. Oh. <laughs> no, I listen to it like in bed. Um, I also listened to it this morning and it's just like a fun song. It's like a bop. Mm. It's like uncomplica- uncomplicated. It doesn't demand too much out of you. It's like not pretending to be something it's not. It's it's a good bop. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of sad that this album kind of petered out after Touch My Body. Like, I think mm-hmm. Migrate is a really, like, underrated song mm-hmm. that was not, like, you know, taken advantage of in terms of production. Yeah. Um, and, like, there are a whole bunch of, like, really iconic songs from this album, like Bye Bye, which was yeah. edited onto, like, the back of, <laughs> um, like, pictures of Nicki Minaj oh. at a funeral because after oh Mega Flop, like... <gasps> oh, yeah. Bye Bye is such a good song. Bye Bye is a really good song. Yeah. Anyway, anyway. Um, also at this time, she sang Hero at Obama's inauguration, and Icons. she sang POC at- excellence, actual <laughs> POC excellence, unbelievable. Oh, she also sang at MJ's memorial service, um, and she was in the films Tennessee, You Don't Mess with the Sohan as your, as herself, and in Precious. I actually did like her uh, performance in Precious, and I remember people mm-hmm. liking it too. People were like, "Oh yeah, this is more like a pared down kind of Mariah," and yeah, that's a good movie. Um, but yes, in 2009, Memoirs of an Imperfect Angel was released to mixed reviews. It was the lowest selling album of yeah, her career at the yeah. time. <laughs> Obsessed was the lead single, the Eminem wannabe diss track. And the um, a remix album was planned, but ultimately cancelled. Yeah. Um, so Memoirs of an Imperfect Angel. <laughs> yeah. It's... it's- it's it's, mm. mm. it's it's trying too hard. It's, like, too long. It's, like, every second song is, like, a reprise of the previous song. Yeah. And, like, it's, like, 20 or something tracks. <laughs> it's a lot. They're, like, individual songs that are good, but, like... Yeah, I remember liking Obsessed when it came out. Yeah. It was interesting. And then I think Eminem, like, clapped back. <laughs> like Whatever. Eminem he, tried. It was... Yeah, that was brutal, though. Yeah. I, I, remember, I remember listening to, like, Eminem something. And as an edgy, like, 14-year-old, I'm just like, whoa, he whoa. went there. Yeah. I don't even know what Eminem did. All um, I remember is that, like, the year after this, Eminem released, like, a yeah. new album again. And that oh. was, like, good. Yeah. I don't know. Um, but, yeah, with the cancellation of that remix album, it was announced <laughs> that <laughs> would work on, an, on a follow-up Christmas album called Merry Christmas to You, to being in Roman numerals. Yeah, I love um, that. Yeah, it debuted at, on, at number four on the Billboard 200. Wait, this is the thing that I didn't say with the first Christmas album. She was, like, initially very opposed to recording it because she felt that, like, it wasn't the point in her career for her to record a Christmas album. Oh. 
because people don't normally record Christmas albums until they're like twilight years. And oh obviously God. here we see that she's <laughs> actually hit them and has decided yeah. to record a Christmas album. <laughs> yeah. Including an extra festive version of All I Want for Christmas Is You. <laughs> Which, by the way, when the time comes, mm. nobody can listen to that version. Because, like, that's not going to contribute to the streams. You have to listen to the original albums All I Want for Christmas Is You. No. We're, like, looking at Breaking More <laughs> Records this year. Oh, my God. Every Wait, year the lambs, is it like, actually evolve. coming out? Like, a... An update of all I want for Oh, no, as in it came out with this album. Oh, okay. But when people listen to um, the one from this album, it doesn't contribute to the streams of the original. Oh. So. Yeah. Okay. So, stream new all I want for <laughs> 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 Literally, no. Just for clarity, yeah. do not. Stream the 1994 one. Do not. Um, but anyway, she did duets with Tony Bennett, who apparently does duets with, like, every person ever. Um, Icons. Yeah. Icons only. What? No. Okay. Which, is, which explains why he's missing a collaboration with... Uh, Ariana doesn't need Tony. <laughs> like, maybe when she's in her twilight years, she'll like consider it. Um, Are you saying Lady Gaga's hit her twilight years? Are no. you saying Lady Gaga hit her twilight years at 2015? Oh my god! Literally, just after just dads is like, okay, yeah, you had your moment in the sun. Slander. <laughs> no, no, I'm kidding. Um, she also did uh, Under the Mistletoe with JB, Justin Bieber. Hey. Yeah, and John Legend apparently, which I didn't know. Um, she also performed at Obama's fundraiser and wrote a song specifically to show her support for him running for a second term. PSA excellence. Interested that this is where she gets political, but she does get political later. We'll talk about this later. <coughs> but anyway. Just keep going. No, speaking of walking rules, we'll get to that later. Keep um, going. <laughs> we should cut that bit out. Maybe. Keep fucking yeah. going. Okay, yes. So... Oh, okay. This is where it gets interesting. Um, she was on American Idol <laughs> where she replaced Jennifer Lopez. Um, again, more on that later. Um, and was on a panel with Randy Jackson, Keith Urban, and Nicki Minaj, of whom she had to say, um, it was like going to work every day in hell with Satan. I'm pretty sure we mentioned this in the Nicki Minaj episode, but I feel like it bears like mentioning it bears again. Repeating. Yeah. The most iconic line ever. Yeah. She also did songs for Oz and the Great and Powerful and appeared in The Butler and American Dad. Um, her song from Austin the Great and the Powerful is actually quite nice. I oh, like okay. It. Yeah, because like then Me, I Am Mariah, the elusive Chantus was released oh. in 2014. Hashtag Beautiful was the lead single and it was pretty valid. Um, and the <laughs> album was going to be named The Art of Letting Go. And this is apparently all I have to say on this album. Wow. Do you have anything to add? Um, yeah, it was a good album. Okay. Um, it had like a lot of very like retro elements. Like every single... Like, it attracted new lambs. Mm. For, like, all of her young lambs at yeah. this point came in, like, around this album. Yeah. Um, And, like, it was just a really good mix of, like, bops, but also, like, ballads. And the last track is, like, a 30-second voice recording of her explaining, like, why the title of this album ended up being Me, I, Mariah, The Elusive Chanteuse. Okay. And, like, this drawing of her that she included. Yes. Okay, you literally, every time I talk for longer than 30 seconds, you look at the timer. Okay, let's just have the song break. You want to introduce your favourite song? Okay, my favourite Mariah song, Touch My Body. That's what we're going to play. That was Touch My Body. Yeah, which reminded me of, like, this entire album's, like, background vocals that she recorded herself and, like, the layering was, like, all really good in this album. Yeah, Mariah's history with, like, background vocals, like, vocalists, most notably, I guess. What? I'm not having a problem. It's my turn to sing. Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, okay. wait, are we ever going to talk about that one performance of Touch My Body where, like, she literally turned around on stage and was like, stop singing my part now, baby, <laughs> yeah. at, like, all of her background singers. Oh, my God. Um, yeah. Anyway. So she's always been a diva, though. She did that in yeah. 1990 with Vanishing and, like, called out a backup singer for singing the wrong note. 
Wow. She's just always been that person. Anyway, moving on. Moving on. Um, So around this time in her career, she started her number one to infinity residency at the Coliseum at Caesars Palace in Las Vegas. Um, Iconic. Yes. She also had a directorial debut with a a Hallmark (laughs) Channel Christmas movie called A Christmas Melody. Um, This has no tomato meter score on Rotten Tomatoes, but I checked it. It has an audience score of 29%. Um, Moving on. Have you seen it? No. <laughs> no, okay. I've seen, like, all the merch that she continues to produce from, like, this. Oh okay. And I'm just, like, businesswoman. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, contributing to landfill. Anyway, <laughs> she did Mariah's World, which was an e-docu-series, but um, apparently Mariah herself in an interview with the New York Times says, I refuse to call it a reality TV show. Um, the show itself received mixed reviews. Um, she guest starred in Empire. And she had her infamous New York uh, no, Times Square New Year's Eve performance, which the New York Times called a performance train wreck. Um, <laughs> the singer, according oh, to the Wikipedia page, the singer cited her inability to hear the music without in-ear auditory feedback as the cause for the mishap. Carrie's representatives and Dick Clark Productions place blame on each other. <laughs> um, yeah, okay. So this is the thing. I'm pretty sure, like, this was kind of her fault, but kind of not her fault. Oh. So she didn't show up that day for the sound check so it's kind of her fault but like it's kind of not her fault in that like if that is an actual technical issue she actually can't sing Mm -hmm. because you can't hear yourself and like people are screaming because people love mariah um and just like yeah but she like did her thing yeah um Um, she later redeemed herself on the show the following year oh no no i'm just saying like at this concert that was the one where she like held the microphone out during like the entirety of emotions and was like thank you for making this number one yeah (laughs) um and then just had the audience sing it but yes the next year she would give like an actual good performance yeah okay yeah because um yeah she also uh, developed an animated christmas film at the time titled mariah carey's all i want for christmas is you and uh the film was released direct to video um, but yeah, in 2018, so more recently, she signed a worldwide deal with Live Nation Entertainment, including uh, which included a Las Vegas re- residency called The Butterfly Returns. She Iconic. went on tour, Mariah Carey live on concert, live live in concert. So it toured in Asia, returned to Europe with all I with her All I Want for Christmas is You concert series. Is this the one where you had tickets for? No, oh. as in she was the concert that I had tickets for was supposed to be like um, a number one hits album. Mm-hmm. As in, sorry, a number one hits like concert. Yeah. Um, which never ended up happening because she was working on. Yes, so she released GTFO and announced a new album, Caution, which I guess she was working on at the time, which mm-hmm. was later released in November 2018 to universal critical acclaim for some reason. <laughs> what like, do you mean for some reason? It's such a good album. I have listened to a no no and I don't. Like, why? You listened to one song? I listened to one song and like the one where you're like always. Because you're always holding up her career, like, lyricism and, like, a no-no's chorus is literally a no-no, a no-no, a no (laughs) Oh, my God. Like. If we were looking for for lyricism, listen to, like, Portrait or something. Like, Portrait? Oh. The closing track. Okay. Um, Yeah, she still does ballads. She can still sing. Um, But, like, this was just a really good album. Okay. It was, like, it was a culmination and this was like pretty much what a review said. I'm like quoting yeah. it now because I went and looked up positive reviews to counterbalance <laughs> everything that you did wrong in this wow. run sheet. And I'm like still pissed at. Um, but, but it was like a combination of like years worth of like R&B music. Okay. Up until this point, it was like production wise, lyric wise, like style wise. It was okay. everything. Cool. It's a really good album. If you say so. 
I haven't heard it. And so, like, every single critic that's ever touched it, apparently. Apparently, lo- I don't. Okay. I guess because I haven't actually heard it, like, I guess that's why. But we're going to listen to a song from it now. We're going to listen to. Wait, this is from that album yet. Because yeah. you chose this song. Yeah. Because I didn't. I was going to play a no no. <laughs> we're going to listen to this song. We're going to listen to Stay Long, Love You. Yeah, just for some variety, you know. Mm. Enjoy. So that was Stay Long, Love You from Caution. Wow. Um, yeah, so we're kind of at the end of the episode now. Are you even going to say anything about this song? Oh, it's... Okay. Like, it's... Literally, by Like, I, I didn't really... It's... You know, it's like background noise music. You have zero taste. <laughs> like, this, I, do you genuinely love this song? Yes! Oh, okay. Why do you think I chose it? I don't know. It's, I don't know. I, it's, yeah. it's like currently my favorite song from the album oh okay all right then i've moved through a few phases with the songs from the album but yeah yeah all right but yeah we're at the end of the episode um so for the end i thought we'd talk about um mariah's okay mariah's wiki's controversy section because um so far none of the artists that we've done have had controversy sections but mariah has one i'm sure they have and we just didn't write about it no like i checked and most of them really? don't like most they, of them most like i'm pretty sure all of them do not have okay. controversy sec- like this is okay. the first time okay. i've seen like an actual controversy section and it's under a other activity section but um yeah among her controversies include performing for world dictators <laughs> so um yeah, in 2008, she performed a New Year's Eve concert for the family of Libyan dictator Muammar, Muammar Gaddafi. So, something that she later claimed to feel horrible and embarrassed to have participated in. Um, I so can't look at you right now. <laughs> you look so, like, smug. I, I'm not smug. I'm like, trying to, like, like, read it. Oh, my like, God. She performed for a dictator. Yeah, no, because, like, her rep said um, that the royalties from the song Save the Day, which were going to be written for her 14th studio album, would be donated charities that um, create awareness about human rights issues. So, you know, to make a, to make up for the Gaddafi thing. But, um, yeah, she, she also said that Mariah continues to donate her time, money, and, like, personal services to organisations. Um, also, this song was actually never released, <laughs> apparently. Um, and in 2013, human rights activists criticised Mariah for performing a concert for Angola's father-daughter kle- kleptocracy. That those are the words in the Wikipedia article, and excused her of accepting dictated cash. Um, if this is the Guardian article, then I would highly recommend reading it. It is scathing. Literally, just staring out the window, <laughs> waiting for you to be done with this. No, oh my god, it it like oh, I wish I could like read out quotes of this. Yeah, Mariah Carey can't seem to get enough dictated cash. Reportedly, more than one million this time. Thor Halvorsen, president of the New York-based Human Rights Foundation, said in a statement. Stop. <laughs> It is the sad spectacle of an international artist purchased by a ruthless police state to entertain and whitewash the father-daughter kleptocracy <laughs> that has amassed billions in ill-gotten Literally, what the fuck? <laughs> That's from the article. Um, it's a Guardian, art- Guardian article. Um, it's one of the sources of the Wikipedia page, so tech- like go read it because it, it is, it's a juicy read, like, you know. <laughs> Unbelievable. Oh, that's not even like the most of it. Um, January this year, she controversially performed in Saudi Arabia, and Owen Jones of The Guardian found her uh, agreement to perform there questionable, as Carrie has famously always had a devoted gay fan base. And in Saudi, homosexuality is punishable by death. Um, I'm pretty sure this is also quite a scathing article if you want to give it a read. Um, yeah, and prior to prior to the concert, she was actually under pressure to cancel that performance. Mm, so I remember. Yeah, because of the murder of a journalist. Journalist Jamal Khashoggi. Mm-hmm. But yeah. 
<clears throat> oh, but also because of the country's imprisonments of women's right activists. So, like, I guess there was a lot around the time yeah, like, yeah, pressured yeah. for her to cancel. Um, but, yeah. So, how many human rights violations do you have to commit before you started enjoying Mariah's music? <laughs> I can't with this. <laughs> the fact that this is the note you're ending the episode on <laughs> instead of, like... No, I can't. No. I'm not... You know what? No, bye. But, like, <laughs> like, her whole thing with, like, the... Um, that the recent lawsuit slash oh my god is not mentioned here it's not mentioned here and you gave such a beautiful like okay so i'm gonna (laughs) explain the team okay so at one point in baraya's recent career Mm -hmm. um there was uh there was so there is no longer but there was Mm -hmm. a manager stella Mm -hmm. and an assistant liana Mm -hmm. and so like um they both no longer work for mariah that's let's just get that out of the way but what happened was, um, I think, like, after that really tumultuous phase that they worked together, Mariah pretty much, like, just sued the both of them. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think it was Stella for abuse and Liana for, like, um, blackmail. Mm. Um, and the whole Stella thing ended up, like, Stella, they settled eventually. Um, Stella ended up paying Mariah out what she deserved. Um, but then what Liana did was, like, Liana sued Mariah back. Because what had happened was that, like, Liana alleged that Stella had uh, emotionally and physically abused her in her place of work, (laughs) including acts such as holding her down and urinating on her in the presence of Mariah. Yeah, so the whole... And for some reason, she sued Mariah for it. I think the whole thing was, like, Mariah knew about it and let it happen under her watch and, like, didn't intervene or anything. And, like, she allowed it. Allegedly. (laughs) Allegedly. Allegedly enabled it to happen. Um, But that's still kind of, like, an ongoing lawsuit, I believe. Yeah, that one's still ongoing. It hasn't, like, reached a conclusion. Yeah. But, um... But I'm just very, like... Imagine holding somebody down and peeing on them in front of Mariah Carey. You sound (laughs) jealous, but, like... (laughs) I'm kidding. This is a very serious thing, but like, literally, it's, like it's a lot. Like I heard about it, and I'm just like, oof, that's. It was very unsavory. Anyway. And Mariah has moved past that phase in her life. Yeah. Um, she's now on a world tour. Okay. Celebrating her 15th studio album, mm-hmm. which was universally critically acclaimed. <laughs> um, <laughs> a truly excellent album by a truly excellent queen. Okay, we're not going to talk about like the perfumes and the feuds, and and James Packer. Oh. I mean, we can skip past the perfumes. Uh, we skip past Ariana's perfumes. I think it's oh, only fair. Oh, right. Yeah. Because my... I, <laughs> we just don't talk about fragrances in general. Yeah. Because if anything, Ariana's the worse. Um, I know. I've, I've smelt pink, luscious pink. My mom has one of Mariah's perfumes. It smells like battery acid, I think. Yeah. Okay. And I smelt like the cloud one and I no it's, longer have a sense of yeah. smell. <laughs> so... <laughs> I mean, okay. Somebody yeah. should sue Ariana. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, but yeah. So we're going to skip the fragrances. <laughs> Um, but yeah. And feuds? Feuds. Like, J-Lo was the only notable one that I, like... Yeah, and to this day, we don't know her. No, the thing with J-Lo is that, like, basically Mariah was writing a bunch of music towards, like, Mm. the sort of rainbow end of the 90s. And, like, literally J-Lo took... J-Lo signed with Tommy Mottola, and Tommy Mottola was bitter Mm. that Mariah had left him. Yeah. And so, like, Tommy and J-Lo stole Mariah's work that she never released and, like, released it as J-Lo songs. (gasps) And that's why Mariah doesn't know J-Lo. And that's why every time Mariah talks about, like, she who must not be named, yeah. it's always like, well, my thing is writing songs and performing the songs that I, like, put work into. Mm. And that's not her thing. <laughs> like, she always, like, approaches it in that way. And, oh like, my God. I think that's very fair. I'd be, like, 
yeah i yeah i can understand her being mad but also like j-lo is so wholesome to me like i just can't imagine anyone hating j-lo like, yeah like i don't think it's yeah. jealous i think it's yeah. largely tommy i think to blame. it's tommy yeah. um tommy wanted to get back at mariah yeah and that happened so we don't know jayla but we really don't know tommy yeah um the feud with nikki we've been over it yeah yes. going yeah. to hell every yeah we're going to hell <laughs> every, every day with satan thing. yeah um demi lovato apparently for some demi lovato yeah. is apparently on mariah's radar that's something yeah i mean well she doesn't know her <laughs> that's the <an> official statement <laughs> but basically like demi lovato like randomly tweeted i don't know if it was random or if it was like prompted by something but like tweeted at mariah something something the way you treat women is like despicable or something wow and mariah serious. was like i literally don't know you come up to me and tell me to my face oh my or like God. what is this wow. and like demi knows something yeah. we don't and i think it was no i think it was in response to mariah like mm. not being completely nice when she was talking about ariana and i think it was like wow. in one fell swoop mariah just didn't know either of them because like okay but by march 2019 apparently she came to new ariana but like also wow demi like standing up for ariana and like that's that's powerful like yeah i don't know whatever i just that's really cool of her just be like oh this is not okay how can you say that and like yeah anyway oh yeah, yeah. um and the only reason mariah knows ariana now is because ariana wished mariah a happy <laughs> birthday happy, well, we must be like 49 but like it was this year 50th birth, happy 50th birthday that's <laughs> nice of her sweet of her so the person who like birthed her career <laughs> what scooter braun <laughs> <laughs> literally by um yeah is there anything else that you wanted to bloody talk about no i think this is a good good place to good place to leave it okay I like i think i i think there is one other thing that i want to do oh. sort of at the end of this yes. um i want to read out the list of singers who have cited carrie as an influence oh my god from the wikipedia page we... so th- this is a note that we're going to end this on <sighs> among the hip-hop pop and r&b artists who have cited carrie as an influence are anika ariana grande britney spears beyonce celine dion Katy perry lady gaga bridget mendla christina aguilera jessica simpson rihanna grimes kelly clarkson nelly Furtado. Bonnie McKee, Leona Lewis, Brandy Norwood, Pink, Mary J. Blige, Melanie Fiona, Missy Elliott, Sam Smith, Hikaru Utada, Regine Velasquez, Sarah Geronimo, Therese Jordan Sparks, Justin Bieber, Jessica Sanchez, and Sandy. According to Stevie Wonder, when people talk about the great influential singers, they talk about Aretha, Whitney, and Mariah. That's a testament to her talent. Her range is that amazing. Beyonce credits Carrie singing and her song Vision of Love as influencing her to begin practicing vocal runs as a child, as well as helping her pursue a career as a musician. Wow. Just that one paragraph. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this seems like a good place as any to like end the episode. Um, yeah, but first, I mean, do, I guess, we stand? do we stand? I think, yeah, we know what you're, yeah, where you stand. This has not like changed anything. Oh, I'm okay. still like yeah. a massive lamb. Cool. I, yeah, I don't think I stand. Okay. Like, I, I just don't know. <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> no, I came into this with like, like three songs up my sleeve to be able to talk about. And like, one didn't even make it in because they're all around the same era anyway. And the music that I have heard of hers that I didn't know before. I'm like, mm, okay. like, th- But she's got, like, some solid tracks. Like, the music that I do know of her is, like, she's an impressive singer. Mm-hmm. But, like, I just do not stand her. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if, like, either of us are su- surprised by the outcomes yeah. <laughs> to these episodes in, like, any way whatsoever. I feel like a huge weight off my shoulder now that these two episodes are done. The Ariana and the Mariah episode. Yeah. Where, like, can put away the swords <laughs> and the eyes and everything. Like, we can go back to doing normal episodes. Yes. <laughs> Bye. See Bye. you next time. <laughs>